Welcome to track number five of What Is Your Life? Now the next thing that is going to come up is that you are going to be assessed, amen, by your, the type of good works that you've done. Amen. How the works are. So you may have a lot, but if it's not a good type, you get it? It's just going to burn. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. What does it say? Verse 5. And who is Apollos? Just by whom you believed. Verse 6. I have planted. Apollos watered. But God gave the increase. I feel the Spirit is saying, God wants you to be a pastor. Anybody who is not a pastor, and you want to be a pastor, stand up and come to the front. I want to pray for you right now. You're not a pastor, you want to become a pastor in your life. In this life. You want to be a pastor in this life. Come to the front. Let me pray with you. Not as a post, but as a work that you want to do. Just come to the front. Come, come, come. Step forward. Step forward. Now, if you don't want to, don't come, please. Don't think, everybody is coming, so I have to come. No, just, just be wherever you want. You want to be a pastor? And you want God to use I'm going to pray a prayer. Because today marks the day that you are... Going on a certain journey. Amen. A journey of becoming a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. Father, I pray for these people, Lord, who have come. They've come, Lord, because they want to be pastors. They want to be ministers, Lord. They want to live for you, Lord. They want to serve you. Father, they want to be ministers of the gospel. They want to preach for people to be saved. They want to work, Lord, for people to be to know you. And they want to do what they can do. They want to prepare for a long eternity. I pray for them, Lord. Touch their lives, Lord. Use them, Lord. Use them, Lord. Let them know your power and let them understand you. Let them grow in the things of the Lord. Let them let them learn of the things of the Spirit. Let them rise up, Lord. In the realm of the spirit. And be what you have called them to be. Do what you have called them to do. I pray for them Lord. I pray. I pray. I pray Lord. I pray. I intercede for them Lord. Many are called but few are chosen Lord. I pray that you will choose them Lord. I pray that they will be among the number. Oh God. Use them Lord. If you can use anything Lord. Take us, Lord. Take our lives, Lord. The men and the women, Lord. The young and the old, Lord. And every one of us, Lord. Use us to preach, Lord. Teach us how to preach, Lord. Teach us how to, how to minister. Lord, teach us how to, to become ministers, Lord. What it means, what it involves, Lord. Use us, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray. I pray for these little ones, Lord. I pray for these little ones. Strengthen them, Lord. Help them, Lord. Help us, Lord. We know we have personal problems, Lord, and character deficiencies and all kinds of setbacks and difficulty, Lord. But, Lord, we are availing ourselves right now. We are giving ourselves to you, Lord. We are, we are saying, here we are, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, 
Use us, Lord. We are not perfect, Lord. We know we are not perfect. We are not perfect, Lord. By your grace, we thank you for your grace to use us, lead us, build us up, Lord, like never before. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. We are going to take a coffee break very soon, but let's just finish this session. Otherwise, we will just, you know. All right. Can we settle? And then we. Amen. Now, so the first thing is you're going to be, it's a short life and it's a long eternity. Isn't it? And then the second thing is you're going to have what? You're going to prepare for eternity. Alright? And you're going to be judged by how much you've done. Is that not so? Is that not why we are trying to start a thousand churches? So you should want to start a hundred churches in America. Two hundred churches in America. Church everywhere. Everybody can be a pastor. Don't try and limit us. Don't try and tell us we can't be pastors. Don't try and put us down. Don't try and call up our past and our mistakes in our life. Why? Why do you want to intimidate us? Why do you want to push us away? We are going to serve the Lord. And the Lord will accept us. If you will not accept, the Lord will accept us. Amen. We can do great things for the Lord. We will do great things for the Lord. We will learn how to preach. Even if we don't know how to preach. Well, I don't know how to preach the way you preach. You know, the way you preach as well. I don't know how to. You will find out you're preaching that way. You can. You can preach better than me. I tell you. We can learn it. It's learnable. It's learnable. It's possible to catch the anointing. That's why we are having the camp meetings. Because I want to pray for you. I want to talk to you. I want to encourage you. I want to show you the way. I want to impart what I can impart to you. So that you will rise up and do something for God in your time. God believes in you. I'm going to show you how God believes in you. You'll be very happy by the time we are going out of here. I tell you, you'll be surprised that God has chosen you. You look at your life and you, and you see nobody knows what you've been through and where you've been. And, and God will say, I like you. I like you. Just as you are. I will use you as you are. God doesn't use perfect people. If you were to use perfect people... We all have to go now. Let's close and go home. Yeah. How many here are not perfect? Give me a wave offering. You know you are not perfect. You know you are not perfect. If I, how many know that we are all some way? Give the Lord a wave offering. <laughs> but the Lord likes us. Amen. And he's trying to use us. Hallelujah. Amen. So now, God is going to find out, He's going to ask you, how much? Now, let's read on. We're reading verse 7. Neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watereth. So, now he that planteth, and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers according, together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builder thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 
Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort what sort it is what sort what sort of work you've done done a whole lot of work but it's still going to check it up to see what sort of work it is so you are going to be tested on how much and then after that, you're going to be tested on what sort of how much you have brought with you. And that's where a whole lot of problems are going to come up. So, brothers and sisters, as you go along, there is only one thing that is important in your life. That is the works that you do for the Lord. And you are going to be tested by what kind of work you are doing for the Lord. That is why it is important for us to know the certain things that God has given us as standards. We cannot escape from them. Faith and love. Things that God does not want us to leave behind. Because the Bible says that if you, if you sacrifice everything and you give your body to be burned. And you don't have love. Pastor Andy. It profits you nothing. You know, when you get to heaven... And you are expecting to receive a whole lot of rewards. You come and say, Lord, uh, this is heaven. I've worked for God. I've built a church here. I did this. I did that. I gave this money. I helped them to do that. I bought a bus for the church and so on. And you come and expecting to receive some wild rewards. You walk in and the angels will give you two slaps. Papa! Knock on the head. I say, why? I'm a pastor. I've been preaching. And the Bible says that if you give your body, even your body to be burned. And you don't have love. It does not, it will not profit you. It will not benefit you. That's why it's very important for us to love one another. To love other churches. Love other Christians. Love our husbands. Love our wives. And if we don't have love privately, it will affect us. To the point that it will become nothing. If you read Rick Joyner's book. He didn't mention any scripture. He just wrote the vision that he had. And in the vision that he had. He saw people who had done wild things. This one is quarreling with his wife every day. This one was uh, fighting against other churches. Other pastors criticized. Somebody brought me a magazine. You know. A pastor who is saying that another pastor is a satanist. A very nice pastor. You know, he stated so a long article. You know, my wife read it and she said to me, I just pray you'll never become like this. Where you can take up somebody and just criticize the person and be so sure that the person is a bad person and say bad things about the person is this and you are writing and using scriptures and dressing down the person. So, man! Oh! And you have a lot of that. Christians who think they are better than other Christians. Christians who feel that their, their lives are better at least. Because I don't do this. I don't do this. I have not done this before. So I am better. 
God shall help us. God shall help us in our homes and in our marriages. That our homes will be as they are supposed to be. And not centers of Tyson versus uh, uh, Holyfield. It's true. Yeah, because, because you see, you can have everything and you'll be doing all that. But if you don't have love, is that even your tongues are like noisy brass cymbals. It's very serious. So, so lovelessness is the neutralizer of spiritual works. Lovelessness is the neutralizer, is the canceller of every good work that we do. That is why our characters become the most important thing at a point. And how we are, really. Because otherwise we are doing so much. People are so impressed with us. People really like us. But in deep truth, we don't have the love of God. And you see, you can be impressive outside. But you can be very dark inside. Amen. And it's a fight to be a good Christian. It's very important all the time. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. All right. Uh, what type of works? Great. So, what is your life? That's a question. Is that not so? Then the, the, the first answer is that it's, it's a short life and a long eternity. Huh? And then um, it is Quali, coffee, thank you. And then it is um, a short life, a long eternity, and then we have it's a life of preparing for the eternity. That's all. That's all this life is. Your life is a preparation for eternity. So you can write it that way. First one is it's a short life with a long eternity, and then number two, it is a preparation. Preparation for eternity. Amen. Preparation for what? Eternity. Abana, is that not so? Preparation for eternity. Preparation for eternity. Preparation for eternity. Preparation. And when eternity starts, we're going to be asked two questions. Alright? What? How much? How much? How much? How many souls? How many churches? How many people? How much have you done? How much prayer? How much? And then we are going to be asked what sort it is. Even that one, they won't ask us any questions. They just pass the thing through the fire. Now somebody said, I don't mind. I just want to get to heaven. If I can make it to heaven, I'll be all right. But brothers and sisters, you will not be alright. It will be one... You see, God is not more. God is not a fool. If somebody prepares for eternity and someone doesn't prepare for eternity, there will be a difference. A man who is saved by fire, right, is like somebody who is in his home. There is a fire. And, I mean, when you, when you go to bed, some of us wear pajamas. Some just wear shorts. Some are like Adam and Eve. 
<laughs> People have all sorts of different things that they wear when they are going to sleep. Now, if whilst you are sleeping, there is a big explosion and you have to run out, run out of the house. You cannot like that. You don't even have time. And, and many of the people who, the many of the, many of the people who did not die, many of the people who died in the World Trade Center bombing went back for things. Try to sort out one or two things before. Some of those who were saved did not try to do anything. Just came out. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are forced to run out and you run out of the building, you get it. And when you get out there, you say, man, I did it. And you're so glad you're saved. And you start to think. <laughs> Yesterday I went to the bank. I withdrew some money. The money is in the building. It's burning. My this that I bought and my that that I have. And my gadgets. My certificates. As you are standing, you are glad, but then you start to think. This is burning and that is burning that I have and that thing. All those valuable things. And you have nothing. You are just wearing your... 90 or your pigeon. Even pants, you are not wearing pants. <laughs> oh man! So suddenly, even though you are glad, another aspect of the whole salvation begins to dawn on you. You said, if only I had picked that bag when I was running out. Ash! If only this, if only that, if only this, if only that. But there you are, with nothing. You have to go to your friend's house. Do you have any pants that I can <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have any spare ones. Spare ones. Any, any new ones that you haven't used before. So I've got only some used ones. Get some used one and use it. Oh man. You may not be happy. But that's how people's salvation is going to be. So you made it and you look and you realize that man. It's completely different. So the Bible says you'll be saved yet as through fire. You see, now when we talk about what sort of works, one day I was standing in uh, France and I looked out of the house and I saw um, some metal things lying on the floor by somebody's house. And after that, a big stack of wood. You know, and just as I was looking, the Spirit of the Lord told me, you see, that is how it is. If a fire starts over there, all that huge amount of wood there will burn, nothing left. The metals will be there just as they are after the fire has come and gone. And that is how some people's works are. It looks a lot. It looks flashy. It looks like you are doing something. But when it goes through the fire, the tests of faith, of love, of your motives, of the reasons why you are doing things, will just make them vanish and disappear. And that is why those senior ministers, the older pastors, when you listen to them preaching, 
talking, you find out that many of them talk about love more and uh, I mean about character and about these kind of things which are even so important because God is very concerned about that. Not just of how much you are doing, how much you gave, how much time you had, how many souls you went out to win, whatever you did, but of what sort the work is. Some are even preaching out of revenge. Some are preaching to show, I'm going to show you that I can do something. Some are trying to outdo others. All sorts of reasons. But God is going to test our hearts. If I'm preaching here, and I'm preaching because I want money, or because I want to be famous, or because I want to be popular, God is going to judge me for all those things. And I may look very impressive today. And in front of uh, people may think that I'm a great man of God or whatever. And I will get to heaven, and it's like all those horrible things will come out of the heart. And it's like, yes, this is your heart. You, were, you did a lot of things, but it was, it, it was out, of, out of ambition, or it was out of hatred, or even though you were doing it, you were not walking in love towards this and that and that and that. So it becomes so important of what sort it is. So brothers and sisters, the most important thing for a church and for a Christian as you are on this earth are the works that you are doing. You must have works. You must. Revelations 14.30 That's the verse I wrote on my father's tombstone. It says, and, and I heard a voice from heaven crying and saying, From henceforth, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. For they shall rest from their labors and their works do follow them. The only thing that can cross over, Pastor Obi, are your works. And in life, we see the inability to cross over all the time. But we don't seem to realize it's the same thing. That things cannot cross. I was with uh, my, one of my good friends. He was living in London. And he was a nice doctor. And he, I went there. And every time I would call him, and he took me out for a ride in his nice car. He had a, one of the latest BMWs. Cars like an aeroplane. And, and we drove around. And I said, wow. Your car is great. Then he took me to his house. And when we got to his house, he had a beautiful sound system there. And he pressed the remotes and everything. And it came on. And wow. Beautiful. Nice television. And so on. And he had been in living, living in London for some time. And I said to him, you know, he told me, you know, I'm leaving. I said, really? Where are you going? I'm going to the States. I'm going to do a program there. I said, after all these years, there they are. So I said, what are you going to do with all this television? And he said, I, I can't take it. I said, why? Because then we use 220 volts in England. In America, they use 110 volts. So it's not worth taking. Then we sat in this castle, this beautiful castle. Are you taking it across? He said, no, I can't take it. I said, why? He said, because in London we drive on the, on the left. And in America they drive on the right. So I can't take it. And then I said, what about your, your degrees? You know, the work he's been doing. He's a doctor. All the, all the certificates and all the... They do, they do the PLAB exam and they do other MRCP and so many things. So, are we, you, you, no, I have to start again as though I don't have anything. 
and start all over. Just one movement, everything is nothing. Just across the Atlantic, six and a half hours, and it's gone. You people, eh? Listen carefully to what God is speaking to you today. I'm not preaching any theories. Anything you may think it means, that's what it means. Yeah. I am telling you the truth of the gospel. All that we are doing here has no permanent value. And I'm a pastor. I've done weddings and funerals. I've buried people I know personally. People I have held. People I have cut. People I have had. One of the pastors, when he died, he was wearing a shirt I gave him. When I walked into him, I saw him like he was wearing a shirt that I gave him. I said, wow. And I remembered that I used to wear that shirt and I gave it to him. <sighs> These are not strangers. I'm seeing it real in life. And all of us don't know. Next year by now, I said, don't say that on the morrow I shall do this and I For who knows? He said, all such boastings are evil. You should say, by the grace of God, I shall do this, I shall do this, I shall do that. That's all you should, that's all you can say. By the grace of God. So the most important thing is the work that you do for the Lord. Because that is all that can follow you. That's all that can follow me. Trust me. I'm telling you. That's why God wants you to be a pastor and a shepherd and a worker and to have fruit and to preach yourself and don't depend on your marriage because it's like I am Mrs. So and so and so what? Yeah, there's no Mrs. in heaven yeah there's no Mrs. in heaven doesn't mean anything I am engineer so and so what? there's no, engin- there's no engineering works in heaven I'm Dr. So and so and so what? there's no sickness in heaven I am such and such. I am very good at typing. We don't type in heaven. We don't type in heaven. Long before you invented typewriters, they were recording every idle word. In Matthew 12, 26, every idle word that man shall speak, they ran out. They have been recording in heaven long time before you discovered your computers. Oh, is vanity. There's one commandment left. Fear God and keep his commandments. Now, I'm going to take you on a little journey right now and show you what happened to some churches. Now, all the apostles were different. The apostle John was probably a teenager when Jesus was around. That's probably why he was so close to the Lord. He really loved the Lord. And all these others were a bit older. So, he outlived all of them. And around AD 92, which is about 60 years after Jesus died, Jesus went, went, went away, he wrote a letter. He wrote letters to churches. Paul and others wrote all their letters earlier and died. Everybody was dead. It was only John who was left alive. He was the last person to live, to die. And he was out there and the Lord spoke to him and gave him message for churches which had been in existence for about 60 years. Alright. And he gave them messages. And for each single church that he spoke to, he gave the same message. Very, very interesting. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 2. Verse 1. Unto the angel or the messenger of the church. That's a church which had been there for some time. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write. These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. 
Who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks? Verse 2. I know thy works. Everybody say after me. I know thy BMW. I know thy BMW. I know thy son. I know thy daughter. I know thy car. I know thy house. I know thy shirts. Thy dresses. Thy shoes. I know thy what? Thy what? Who was he saying this to? Which church? Ephesus. Let's find the very next church. The same Revelations chapter 2 verse 12. And unto the angel of the church in Pergamos. Right. These things said he which had a sharp sword with two edges. Verse 13. What does he say? I know thy works. And the line I know thy works. You see that same phrase is repeated for every church. The thing that God knows about you. Ray. Abraham. Samson, everybody, the thing that God knows about you now, which is important, is the works that you are doing. Says, I know thy works, period. Pegamos. Let's go on to the next one, verse 18. The next church. And unto the angel of the church of Thyatira. Right. This thing said the Son of God, who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet like brass. Verse 19, what does it say? I know thy works. Underline it. Again, every single church that has been in existence for some years, every Christian who has been around for some time, God has one letter, one message. The first sentence of that letter, the first message to you is, Kojo, I know your works. That's what he knows about, not on your shirt, or your nice brown shoes. Or, or your beautiful uh, uh, school that you are, you are going to pay in. This is not a concern of God at all. <laughs> he said, I know thy work. That's what he knows about you. I know thy works. Period. God, you understand what I said? I know thy works. He said it to Ephesus. He said it to Pergamos. He said it to Thyatira. Let's go on. Chapter 3. And unto the angel, verse 1, the next church, of the church in Sardis, right? These things say of he that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. What's the first sentence he gives to them? I know thy works again. This is what God knows about you. I don't know, not your degree or your school or your house or your money. Or I know thy bank account. I know thy dollars. I know thy wife. I know thy husband. I know thy works. Carry on. Verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Right. This thing said he that is holy. He that is true. He that has the key of David. He that openeth the no man shutter. The shutter that no man openeth. Verse 8. I know thy works again. Simple. I know thy works. 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 Everybody, you stand up say, I know thy works. How many churches do we have? Five. Have we missed one out? Which one did we miss out? Smyrna. Two verse nine. Okay, two nine. Let's read it. And unto the two eight, and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, right, these things saith he, the first and the last, which was the end and is alive. Verse 9. I know thy works. Again. 
Everybody is told the same thing. Everybody is told. Everybody is being seen from the point of his works. Everybody is being assessed by his works. Everybody is being analyzed. What you are doing with the short life in preparation for the long eternity. That's all that is being looked at. That's all that's being looked at for me. That's why I don't care. When people look at me, I don't really care about anything. I care about the works that God has given me to do and my service for him. I'm glad about it. I am a man of faith. I believe. That's why I'm full time every day of my life. Every moment I'm awake. With every breath that I breathe, I serve the Lord. Every day, every moment, every step, anything I do, I don't serve, any, I don't serve anything else apart from the Lord. Even when I'm eating, I'm eating for the Lord. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's powerful. Chapter 3. How many churches do we have? Six. Now we go to the Laodiceans. Chapter 3. Verse number 14. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write, saith the Amen, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of the creation of, the, of, the, of God. Verse 15. I know thy works. Monene. God doesn't know your wife. He knows your works. He doesn't know your job. He knows your works. He doesn't know about your nice car. He knows about your works. He doesn't know about that nice chair in your house. He knows your works. So what works do you have? What works do you have? Sister, are you awake? Stand up for a moment. Imagine this lady comes before the Lord. What's your name? Tina. What is the Lord going to say? Tina. I know, I know that it works. Sit down. Next person. Anita, stand. Anita, I know that works. Amen. Amen. Sit down. And then Raymond, I know that sins. No, I know that it works. God is more concerned about your work than your sins. I'm always thinking about all those bad things that I've done. Start to think about the works that you should do. Amen. Start to think about the works that you should do. I know that works. I know that works. And Lighthouse Chapel is going to be judged like that. First, God's going to stand up and say, Lighthouse Chapel, come forward. Pastors of the church, come forward. Then welcome. I know thy works. I know that you were in America. You were this, you were this, you were this. And I know, I know thy works. And then one, 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 I know thy nothing. Thy nothing. You did nothing. Pa, pa, pa. And you'll be wondering, what is going on? Is it not heaven? Is it heaven or hell? <laughs> is it heaven or hell? <laughs> Check the address. We're on the wrong street. I know thy works. I know thy works. I know thy works. I know, I know, I know. That's what God sees about you, my sister, my brother. Amen.